With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. You and I are going to make a lot of money. It's Pharrell. Coast to coast. All right, Pharrell, back on Coast to Coast on a pain-free Friday. We bring in Brian Ciano to talk about the fight game. I'm watching Bellator uh, 267 right now in London. I just saw Luke Trainer, whoever the hell that is, beat the crap out of some dude. I mean, he landed all kinds of killer shots, elbows, and they just pummeled him with fists and you know, b- basically beat him standing up, and he was rocking him. He landed kicks, too, to the head. The guy had a egg on his eye the size of Texas. What do you think of the Bellator card going on right now in London? I think it's a little crazy that we're having no Friday afternoon fights, but you know that's what happens when you go overseas. You're in London; they're doing it local time instead of what well, the UFC tries to do a lot of times and putting it like really late, so it's good for the U.S. times. But you know it's great that they're playing up to those fans there. You got you know Michael Venom Page being uh, back at home fighting at home and his rematch against Liam. That's what I'm really looking forward to. It's a nice, decent card for a Friday afternoon viewing. But the only that really matters is that you know last fight right there about six o'clock Eastern. We're probably going to get. So who you like in the fight? You know, this is a rematch. This is a tough one because Lima won the first one between these two guys two years ago. It wasn't that long ago these guys fight. Page was coming in with a lot of hype. The lanky KO artist had no losses. That was his first loss. He kind of got caught there in the second round. Did some good things, but he kind of got leg swept when he tried to, you know, uh, come forward and got knocked to the ground. Then when he tried to get back up, he got caught by a big hand by Lima. So I think this one, I, I'm going to go with Page. I know that Lima doesn't usually lose a lot of fights. You know, this is the first time he's lost two in a row in over 12 years. But I think Page, being the taller guy, I think that first fight taught him something. That he's going to be a little more reserved, a little more, you know, st- back instead of going crazy with some of the wild strikes he likes to do. And I think in front of his home crowd fans, he's going to play it safe. It's only a three-round fight, not five. If it was five, maybe he gets caught later on. But I think he plays it safe for three rounds, uses the extra distance, and gets the win here. I'm taking him minus 132. And I'm also going to take him at uh, round three or by decision at plus 175 on FanDuel because I think it's going all the way with the three-round fight. But just in case, with two guys that have a lot of knockouts, I don't think it happens till later on if someone does catch the other guy. How about that light, heavy tournament they're going to have on the 16th of October? The one good fight is Anderson and Bader. The other side is Nemkov, the champ, taking on some fill-in for Rumble Johnson. He can't go. But I like the left side yeah. of that bracket with Bader and Anderson. 
Yeah, we're looking forward to that. It was supposed to be an awesome tournament. Unfortunately, some things fell apart. You had the whole thing with Romero not being able to make the fight against Rumble Johnson. In that first matchup, Johnson gets a replacement, beats him, and then you got him against Nemkov. That should be awesome. Now, he has some kind of health issues, has to pull out of that fight. So while you do have the, the Bader Anderson, the two UFC guys used to compete against each other at the biggest promotion, going against each other to try to face a champ, it's awesome the way it kind of works out in that favor. As long as Nemkov continues, you get one of those guys against him, but still, it could have been so much better if it didn't fall apart with some injuries. All right, uh, we got a fight night in the UFC tomorrow night. What do we got? We do. We got one on the on the plus there at 7 o'clock Eastern. It's an early one, and it's going to be some big fights here, at, at least at the top one. going to be a lot of fists thrown between the Brazilians and Tiago Santos and Johnny Walker, the UFC apex in that smaller cage. Now, Santos you know, started awesome since moving up in weight, dropped a bunch of guys, including Jan Bohovic. He knocked him out before he fought Joan Jones for the title, got a split decision loss against Jones. A lot of people thought he should have gotten the belt before Jones went up to heavyweight. Then he's lost back-to-back fights against guys who just smothered him. Guys who took him to the ground, Teixeira and uh, Rakic, and just kept him on the ground so they don't face the, the big power. Walker's a guy who's flashy. He's got a lot of you know, energy, got a lot of personality. People love to watch him fight. Gets a lot of knockouts. But now he's you know, coming in here, and he's had his struggles at the same time. Walker is younger, 49 compared, uh, 29 compared to 37. He's four inches taller. He's 6'6 six, six in this fight. He's a 6'8 reach advantage. But I'm still going with the boy Santos. Why? Because he's nicknamed Moreira, because just like Peter Gabriel, he wants to be your sledgehammer, because that's what it translates into. <laughs> that guy's got some big fists, man. He even puts you down. You know, Walker has some nice knockouts, but Santos is the one who has the bigger power here. I'm taking him. They think it's going to end in KO with these two guys, minus 370. is how that's shading on Fandle. They don't think it goes a distance, minus 480. I'm going to take Santos by TKO as well, or KO TKO at plus 105. We welcome our radio affiliate, Sirius XM, Mighty or 1090, Sports Map, Sports Byline, Armed Forces Radio. It's for all C to C on a Friday. All right, give me the other ones. The other one, you have uh, Kevin Holland coming in here. This guy had a lot of hype. He was in the top 10 that division, then faced back-to-back guys that smothered him again with the wrestling, just like we talked about with Santos when he faced Brunson and Vittori. Now he's coming back here against another guy who's a grappler. He's facing, uh, you know, Dikaus here, who him and his older brother, both UFC fighters. He's the middleweight. The other brother is the heavyweight. So big difference there, even though the same height. But still, this guy's a grappler, likes the BJJ game, but... Lost two or three fights in the UFC. I think this is still a bounce-back fight here. I think Holland wins at minus 154 and uses that reach advantage to keep it on the feet. Uh, I think it does go the distance, but I think it's going to end by points, minus 150. Holland in round three or by decision, plus one, minus 170. And then Ox, Al- Cowboy Oliveira versus Nico Price, the hybrid. Don't bet the house on either of these guys. It's not a great matchup as far as guys on a win streak. Both these guys have struggled. But I'm going to go with Price here, minus 186. I think he's a little more well-rounded. And your boy Oliveira just takes fight after fight after fight because he's got 11 kids back in Brazil. So he's fought like six times in the last two years. He's taking a lot of you know, brutal beatdowns. So I'm going to take Price to get the win here at minus 186 and by submission of points at plus 310. All right, tell me about the uh, 911 call of John Jones, what you thought of that. Yeah, we've heard the audio now, the actual 911 call by the, you know, the people at Caesars Hotel, the, the, the security there, where they're talking about you know, what they see, the blood on the, the fiancé. Also said she has three kids with him, so he's there with the fiancé and kids, and this still goes on and makes it even worse. It makes it really disheartening to hear that this guy's in this trouble again. And what's the deal with Dan Hooker's problems with New Zealand going home? Yeah, there's so many uh, restrictions there. Obviously, we heard Adesanya speak out about it. Hooker almost didn't make his fight last week. Finally got there, got the win. Now they're going to send him to Abu Dhabi to fight ne- and next month to replace uh, Dos Anjos there against Makachev. So he's going to take the short-notice fight. He's like, I don't know when I'll get to go home with all the restrictions. It might be never. All right, when we come back, great job, Mafia. We'll talk college. 
football on Coast. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling eBay Motors is here for the ride. Elbow grease and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Follow us on Twitter. You get odds, line changes, news, skinny scoop, everything that'll get you through your day, even if you're not tuned into us. Follow at SportsGrid and at SportsGrid TV. I got to tell you, last night I was livid uh, watching that Miami game, and I got to tell you why. Uh, I was livid at, at Manny Diaz. I thought he did a just a terrible job, in my opinion, of – you know, you march down the field, Carver High, and, and you 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 know you're down the entire game. What nine nothing, sixteen seven, twenty seven fourteen, uh, twenty seven twenty one, thirty to twenty one, thirty to twenty eight, and that's where it ended. But I, I just couldn't fathom that they you know Van Dyke let them down the field. They scored. Van Dyke ran it in from thirty yards. Then you do a three and out, stop them for the first time all night, get the ball back. You march down the field to third and 15. He hits for 17 yards. You run two more down to the 13, and then you stop and sit on it and run it up the middle twice and then take a knee and count on some freshman kicker to come in. And I was live on the air when it happened. I said to Mafia, God is my witness. He's going to miss this field goal because Manny Diaz doesn't have the stones to try to win the game. They had three minutes with the ball at the 13-yard line. Why not try to win the game? What was he thinking? 
this guy's a terrible coach. They were taking their headsets off on the sidelines celebrating. The kid was warming up. Players were tapping him on the head like he'd already kicked it. I knew he was going to miss. Absolutely awful job by Manny Diaz last night, Scotty. I mean, I'm with you. What he was doing down there at the end, it was almost like he was scared to put what's supposed to be the strength of his team, the defense, back on the field if he scored a touchdown. I mean, that's what it felt like to me. And he's an awful coach, and this is going to be his final year with the Hurricanes because he's getting whacked after this because this ain't going to go well for him. He's already lost three games this year. I mean, he, he's going to be lucky if he finishes 500. I thought he should have been fired right today. Today. Yeah, he no. Been, that, I, forget about it. I, I wouldn't have had a problem with that. Yeah. I mean, he counted on a freshman kicker instead of sticking it down their throat. You have the ball. You've moved it up and down the field the last two times you had the ball. And the kid Van Dyke was playing out of his mind. And he's the third string quarterback. And he's producing and winning. Why not win the game instead of try to not lose the game? That's what he did. They tried to not lose instead of tried to win. Never put the game in the hands of a kicker, especially a college one, because that is as, uh, you know, you have no idea what's going to happen with these college kickers. And you saw it again last night with Miami. Virginia wins 30 to 28. All right, let's go here this weekend. Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Big matchup with Matt Corral, Lane Kiffin, and Ole Miss. Let's hear from Coach Nick on the challenges of facing Ole Miss. Uh, this is a difficult preparation on both sides of the ball because of the way they play on defense is a little different. And, you know, their offense is uh, very multiple and uh, they do a good job of taking advantage of whatever you do uh, on defense. So, um, you know, our players have, have been, you know, really good. Um, I, I still think they're going to spank Ole Miss. I'm not buying yeah. uh, Corral. I'm not buying Lane Kiffin at Bryant Denny. It's not happening. I'm with you 100% in that game. The Georgia Bulldogs and the Arkansas Razorbacks, one of our first top 10 matchups that we have coming up on Saturday. Second one of the year for Georgia. Remember, they played Clemson in week number one. Here's Kirby Smart, Scotty. He loves top 10 matchups. A lot of good football. I mean, there's a lot of good football teams we play against. And, uh, and a lot of good opportunities. But I, I, I like that. You know, it's, it's, uh, the prep of the week is a lot more focus, a lot more energy around the game. It's like he has no neck. You see games that way, whether it's top ten or not. <laughs> um, but it's great. I mean, I, I, I like it. You know, I would love nothing more in life than to see them lose to Arkansas in Athens tomorrow. Uh, I want to see, you know, they're giving them 18, like no respect at all. Like it doesn't even none. matter that they kicked AM's ass. Vegas is giving them no respect. Neither is Georgia. Don't believe a word that comes out of his mouth. They think they're better than everybody. Now, listen, there's only one team, in my opinion, that has a shot at Alabama. It's Georgia. But if Arkansas were to win this game, it would change the dynamic of the entire college football season. It absolutely would. The other top 10 matchup that we have tomorrow afternoon, Scotty, is the Cincinnati Bearcats heading to South Bend to take on the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame. Nobody comes into our house and pushes us around. Here's Brian Kelly. He may use all three of his quarterbacks tomorrow against Cincinnati. I don't like that at all. Here's Brian Kelly. He doesn't have three quarterbacks. 
Um, <laughs> you know, in our two-minute drill yesterday, uh, you know, we had uh, Cone in there, um, and I thought he did a pretty good job. He's ahead of where I thought he would be um, on Wednesday. Um, you know, obviously, he's got today and tomorrow. Um, they've kind of, uh, you know, I think Drew and Jack have uh, – you know, kind of split the first team reps and, and then we've continued to work uh, Tyler's package that, that he's traditionally had in, in uh, weeks past. So we're getting all three of them ready right now. Yeah, if he has to, he'll use all three because last week they almost had to use all three, but they didn't have three. They had two and the kid from uh, Connecticut came in and I thought he did a decent job. Obviously, they had a huge fourth quarter. They got their hands full with this team tomorrow with uh, Ritter, that offense, their speed, their defense. I won't deny Notre Dame, what is it, 26 in a row in Notre Dame Stadium. They mean business when they play in South Bend. That's overwhelming. Now, Cincinnati's acting like it's no big deal to them, but they're lying. They're only kidding themselves because they've never been in a bigger game in their life. No doubt about that. All right, let's do it. We got a lot of games this weekend. It starts tonight. Houston and Tulsa. Iowa and Maryland. Two 4-0 teams in the Big Ten. Give me Maryland outright tonight, Scotty. To Leah, to his brother, getting it done against the Hawkeyes. BYU and Utah State also tonight on the West Coast. Well, I'm going to go with the upset with Houston, and I think Iowa's defense is going to give Tua's little brother headaches, and I'm going to go with the Hawkeyes, and I like BYU to roll. I mean, we already saw what Boise did to Utah State. How could I have faith in them? You absolutely cannot. All right, let's do it here. Saturday, Louisville at Wake Forest. Wake Forest undefeated, laying six and a half. Nevada and Boise State. Nevada's won their last five games outright. As an underdog, Minnesota and Purdue, USC and Colorado. USC shouldn't be laying points to anybody. Tennessee and Missouri. Well, I like Wake to roll, and I'm on Boise. I I think Purdue's going to beat Minnesota. I think Minnesota uh, cracked their onions last week. And I like USC. I think Colorado's flat-out awful. I have no idea who the last game was. Uh, Georgia Tech coming in off of a win last week over North Carolina takes on Pitt. Texas and TCU, big game in the Big 12. Michigan and Wisconsin, the undefeated Wolverines into Madtown. We talked about the Razorbacks and the Georgia Bulldogs and Cincinnati and Notre Dame. Minus one and a half now for the Bearcats. I like Cincinnati. I like Arkansas to cover, but uh, Georgia to win. I like Wisconsin to win outright at Camp Randall. I think Texas wins against TCU, and I'm on Georgia Tech to beat Pitt at Bobby Dodd in Atlanta. And Ole Miss and Bama, of course, Kiffin and Saban. Oklahoma and Kansas State. Kansas State's beaten them the last two years. Florida and Kentucky in Lexington. Indiana tries to beat Penn State for the second year in a row, getting 12-and-a-half. Auburn and LSU late-night game down in the bayou. You don't win there under the lights. I'm on LSU. Indiana's going to get rocked by Penn State. Florida's going to roll in Lexington. K-State will cover the number. Oklahoma will squeeze it out. Alabama covers and wins by 21. There you go. Later on, hopefully you'll run through the entire sheet for me, Scotty. I want all the games on Saturday. Let's go. I'm ready. 
sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Elbow grease and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, I'm going to try to hit the ones that we didn't hit in college football. I'm going to go Rutgers outright altogether and give me the 15 and a half against Ohio State. Looking for a miracle in Piscataway. UCLA wins lay the three. NC State wins Louisiana Tech covers the 19 and a half. Coastal wins Monroe covers the 35 at a hook. Oregon lay the eight. And then give me A&M lay the seven. Clemson wins. BC covers the 16. Michigan State wins. Western Kentucky covers the 10 and a hook. And then Fresno wins. Hawaii covers the 10. And then I'm going to go Illinois, lay the nine and a half. Purdue, lay the two and a half. Toledo, lay the 26. Cal, lay the seven and a half. Oregon State, getting two and a half. They went out right. USC, I told you, lay the seven. Air Force wins. New Mexico covers the 10 and a half. Boise dropped the six and a half. San Jose State wins. New Mexico, 28. Give me the number. Mizzou, lay the three. Iowa State, lay the 34. Georgia Tech, outright plus three and a half. Texas, lay the five. Memphis, lay the 11 and a half. Adam Kaplan will be at that game against Temple in Philadelphia. Western Michigan lay the six and a half. Georgia State wins outright getting the 10. Eastern Michigan wins outright getting the two and a half. South Carolina lay the seven. FAU lay the 10 and a half. Cuse getting the four and a half wins outright. West Virginia lay the seven. UCF wins. Navy covers a 15 and a hook. East Carolina wins getting four outright. Central Michigan getting one outright. Ohio lay the nine and a half. Bowling Green wins getting 16 and a half. They get it done outright. SMU wins. South Florida covers the 20 and a hook. Georgia Southern lay the two. Army lay the seven and a half. North Carolina wins. Duke covers the 18. Texas San Antonio wins. UNLV covers the 21. Southern Miss wins outright getting two and a half. Marshall lay the 10. UAB lay the one and a half. Andy lay the 14 and a half. Nebraska lay the 10 and a half. Louisiana wins. South Alabama covering the 11 and a half. UTEP lay the three and a half. Shake it. Adam Kaplan is our NFL insider as we get ready for another weekend of pain day. 
What a game last night, uh, Jags and Bengals. The Bengals certainly struggled. They were down 14 zip at the half. It could have been 21 nothing, Adam, but they came back in the second half and got it done. Yeah, look, the, the, the Bengals have a high-powered offense. They scored 24 in the second half. A couple things happened here. First of all, you know, the Bengals got up 14 nothing. The run game was terrific with James Robinson. Then DJ Chark, one of their starting receivers, breaks his ankle. That really hurt their passing game so much. So if you watch closely, Tavon Austin and Jamal Agnew were basically basically special teams returners. Austin was activated off the reserve list for this game, and he had to play a lot at receiver. Actually played a ton of snaps after Chark got hurt. So that hurt their passing game. Joe Burrow had an outstanding first half with accuracy, just didn't get the touchdown. Second half, got the touchdowns, well over 300 yards to finish the game. And he did a really good job. The thing about him is we didn't know coming off the ACL injury how good he would be. And he has been lights out this season. To me, he's in the early running for MVP. You look at their record at 3-1. You and I talked about Zach Taylor leading into the game, and I still think he's got to prove himself as a head coach. But you look at how their offense has taken off. Their defense is playing pretty well. They have a couple injuries in, the, in their secondary, but they're playing very good football. But what I like is they showed a way to win it throwing the football. They pulled it off late. In years past, they never would have come back. So that was a good home win for them. I know it wasn't pretty. but And another thing is, how about these primetime games? Almost just about all of them have been pretty good so far, which is a major surprise to me. No doubt about it. I, I got to give credit, though, to the Jaguars. I thought Lawrence played well. I thought Robinson played well. Uh, you know, if he scores, it's 21 zip. I mean, I thought Urban Meyer had his football team look pretty good last night, all things being equal. Yeah, and look, there are letdowns. If you talk to coaches and players over over time, this is sometimes this is a conference game, but not a divisional game. It's just hard to get up for every game. But the new and improved Bengal team uh, under Zach Taylor, yeah, they were bad in years past, but there's something going on with this team, which is very positive. In fact, it's the first time – uh, since 2018, that they have three wins after four weeks. I mean, that, that's a good thing, but their schedule will get much harder. Uh, next week, they're at home against the Packers. Week seven at the Ravens. Week nine at home against the Browns for the week 10 bye. That is when, as I was telling you yesterday, you're really going to get a, a, a true tale of who they are this season. But if you're a Bengal fan, you like that they finally have some positivity. And I just, I'm so impressed with their, their mental toughness to pull off that win. It looked bad in the first half. They just were shooting themselves in the foot. Some four and outs, though Burrow was throwing the ball accurately. But I love that second-half drive, the first half. I mean, the first drive of the second half. They went right down and scored. Then they scored again and make it 14-14. And the Jaguars could not move the football because they couldn't throw the football in the second half, and that was the problem. I thought Azuma had a great game at tight end yeah. for Cincinnati. Yep. I, I think they lose to the Packers and at Baltimore and to Cleveland. When the rubber meets the road, when they play those three tough teams, I think they'll uh, meet their maker. Let's talk injuries as we get ready for week four. We'll start it off with the big game at SoFi, Cardinals and Rams. Yeah, in this game, to set it up, you and I talked last Friday about the Bucks rams game and how we like the over and how many we're going to see a lot of yards and points. We have that. Uh, this game, Cardinals-Rams, should be the most high-scoring game on Sunday, no question about it, in Los Angeles. The Rams look outstanding. Their defense is probably a little bit better than people think. But the Cardinals, no one's slowing them down. The Cardinals' problem is not offensively, it's defensively, particularly in the secondary. They're not very good at corner other than Byron Murphy. So, to me, you spread the Cardinals out. 
Uh, Darrell Henderson, the starting running back for the Rams. Sean McVay did say earlier today he does expect him to play. Now, Henderson's got a rib cartilage injury. He didn't play last week. There's, It's not like he's playing with a broken rib where if you get hit, you'll be out potentially for a while. It's a rib cartilage situation. Strain rib, rib cartilage is very painful, but you can manage that pain. And remember, Sony Michelle started for him last week and looked pretty good against the NFL's best run defense of the Bucs. So if something happens with Henderson in the game, they'll go to Michelle. This should be absolutely an outstanding game and a very high-scoring game in Los Angeles and in the NFC West, which is absolutely the best division in the National Football League. Everybody said I was crazy when I took the Cardinals to win that division, and people still laugh when I say that uh, really? they'll win the division. Uh, they're certainly wow. in it at this point. Let me ask you this oh, yeah. question, though. Frankly, I think J.J. Watt has done nothing since he's been in Arizona. He has no sacks. Uh, they need to get him going. And remember, Chandler Jones had five sacks in game one. Their, their defense has not played at a high level since then. This will be a game on the road to, to, to bring it because – no one is touching Matthew Stafford. That's the thing. No one's getting anywhere close to him. Deshaun Jackson, we got to talk about him. You, you and I talked about the injury report last year when he was with the Eagles. Seemingly every week he was on it, he barely contributed. Right now, he's healthy. He should have had two touchdowns last week. He had the one bomb. They tried three shot plays with him. They hit one of them for the score. The Cardinals are in trouble here. I really do. When you look at it, the, the, the team to me – it's going to win this game. They're going to be the Rams. They're going to go to four zero in the, the the matchup of the unbeaten's here. Uh, the Rams, the, the Rams to me, their defense is also very underrated. They've changed it up a little bit under Raheem Morris. They're playing a lot of man coverage. I, I, I'm liking what I'm seeing. To me, the Rams will, will find a way to win this game, and it should be again high scoring in SoFi. All right, so let's talk about the game at Mile High. Ravens yeah. Broncos. Lamar was at practice today. It sounds like he's okay. Yeah, he took all his reps. So barring something unforeseen, I know they list him as questionable, but they always do that. Remember, there's no probable designation anymore. He'll play unless he has a setback uh, prior to the game. He took all his normal reps on Friday. Now, there are some key injuries for the Ravens. Ronnie Stanley, their left tackle, they don't know when he's going to return. He, he's got a bad ankle. So Alejandro Villanueva, remember, he was the left tackle for the Steelers for many years. He, he signed there with the, the Ravens to play right tackle, but he's now playing left tackle for Stanley. Derek Wolf, who's a run-stopping DN, who's a starter, he's out with back and hip injuries. So I'm a little bit concerned uh, with Stanley being out. Villanueva is a good football player. And for the life of me, you and I have talked about this, I don't know why the Steelers did not re-sign him. I'm told they did not even make him an offer to come back, which to me is ridiculous. Uh, thank goodness the Ravens got him because he could play left tackle now, right tackle. Uh, for the Ravens. And then the Broncos, uh, Melvin Gordon, their starting running back, is a little bit banged up, but they've got Javante Williams, their outstanding running back, the rookie, the second round of North Carolina. If, if he's hampered in the game, he would fill in. Williams looks good, and he's going to be their, their eventual starter at some point. But I, I do believe the way that the Broncos are playing defense, I know people criticize their, their, their schedule. They have no control over who they play. No one is playing better defense right now the Broncos, a lot of teams are playing good defense, but they're playing at an elite level. And Von Miller is all the way back. He's been unbelievable this season. So you think they're legit, and we're going to find out because everybody says the schedule is why they're undefeated. Yep. Will this game be the litmus for them, whether they're legit or not? Great question. Absolutely no doubt about it. The, the Broncos, to me, I didn't see this coming. Now, again, their schedule has been – I mean, you don't want to say cream puffs, but it's been easy. The Giants – the Jaguars, and the Jets. 
or the bottom three or four teams in the National Football League, but their schedule will get harder. This week at home against the Ravens, at your Steelers, who are getting a bunch of players back. We'll talk about in the second segment. And then they play at home against the Raiders and at the Browns, all some of the best teams in the National Football League. We talked about the Bengals and their schedule. You know, it's hard to start saying the team's really good when they haven't played anybody, but the Broncos' defense has been so good. Teddy Bridgewater is playing his usual efficient football. They're good at receiver despite some injuries. Their offensive line is much better than people give them credit for. So they're a legitimate team, but you and I think I think we agree on this. You're not anybody until you start playing a harder schedule, and it starts this week against the Ravens at home. I mean, the last two weeks, the Ravens pulled off the miracle against the Chiefs, and then they got the refs uh, feed them up a, a nice dinner uh, victory against the Lions. They never deserved to win that game at all. Do you think they're as good as everybody thinks they are? No. Uh, they've got injuries. Uh, remember now, they're down to their third string running back. Marcus Peters, the best cornerback, or they're, they're the best outside corner. Uh, Humphrey could play anywhere. To me right now, they just have too many guys hurt. They barely won last week. They should have lost. The Lions clearly outplayed them, and you and I talked about the ref issues. So, no, I don't think they're anywhere as good as 2-1. And, and I, I'm picking the Broncos to beat the visiting Ravens on Sunday. Yeah, I'm with you there. When we come back, we'll talk about the Steelers' chances at Lambeau, which I think are nil, and the Bucks patriot game without a doubt. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling eBay Motors is here for the ride. Elbow grease and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Could 
have sworn Adam Kaplan just tried to give me advice on where to go to a strip club in Atlantic City tomorrow night. That is unbelievable footage. I have a question for you. I got a question yeah. for you. Did gentlemen go to gentlemen's club? I, I, I'm just asking. Did, did gentlemen go to gentlemen's clubs? I'm just I'm curious. What kind of gentleman would go to one? Yeah. Most of my friends that go to the strip club, and I've been to a million, none of them are gentlemen when they're in there. I'll give you that much. See? Fair enough. See? Not a yeah. lot of gentlemen. Not a lot. Yeah. You're right there. All right, let's talk about, uh, speaking of classless uh, hacks that aren't gentlemen, the Steelers. <laughs> Their performance so far this season makes me sick to my stomach. I'm going to see them next week play the Broncos. But this Ooh. week they're going up to get bent over by the Packers at Lambeau. What's the status going into this one? They get some starters well, back? They are. Here's the good. Here's the positive news, news before we get to the negative news. So Deontay Johnson's back there for his one-game absence at receiver. Last week, you saw against the Bengals, hey, no pass rush. Why are the two outside linebackers are out? Highsmith and T.J. Water back this week with the groin injuries. They need them because they're playing Aaron Rodgers, who was awesome last Sunday night. What a game that was. Uh, against the Niners, so you get you get Rodgers now in in Lambeau, but you're going to get Highsmith and, and Watt back, and Deontay Johnson back at receiver. But Okora for the right tackles out with concussion. Joe Hagel filling for him. They have no depth on their offensive line. This is not good. The Packers run a 34 front. Their defense is playing a little bit better right now. It's still not great. It's not nearly as good as it should be. But the 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 buzzkill here is Chase Claypool, who did a good job filling in last week for Deontay Johnson. He got hurt. In Thursday's practice, he did not practice today. It'll be a game-day decision. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster will play with the bruised ribs. For the Packers, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who's a starting receiver, he's out with a hamstring injury. They're pretty deep at receiver. You'll you'll see uh, Alan Lazard probably start for him, who's a good football player. He could run. He's a big guy who played very well last season before he had a groin surgery. But they'll they'll be okay there. This should be an interesting game. It should be a fun game against two veteran quarterbacks. But Roethlisberger... He's just not himself. How do you have 58 pass attempts out of one touchdown? How can, that, that can't happen. So, to me, the Packers will beat your Steelers on Sunday in Lambeau. Yeah, I would think easily, too. I'm surprised. It, it went from seven to six and a half. Some people jumped on the Steelers, and the number went down, and we'll see. Uh, I have not been impressed with them at all. Let's talk about, uh, you know, I have to ask you, though, about the Packers really quick. You know, to me, yep. uh, it's like a, a two-man show. It's Rodgers and Adams, and that's it. I mean, that's their whole team. Well, but Aaron Jones, their running back, is outstanding. A little slow start in week one against the Saints as their whole offense. And I'll say this much about Matt LaFleur and their offense. Their their performance in week one was the worst I've seen in, in years from the Packers offense. The Saints completely shut them down. But since then, they've been great. They were great against the Niners. What a, what a great come from, back, come from behind win they had last week. But you're right. Look, it's the Adam show in the pass game. But Aaron Jones, great running back. Uh, they've not got A.J. Dillon going. Their second-round pick at running back last year from Boston College. They need to get him going. Their defense does worry me. Because the one thing that your Steelers can do is you can spread them out. You could absolutely spread the Packers out. Uh, Kevin King's probably not going to play. One of their, their starting corners, who's a tall corner, by the way, with his concussion. I would expect the Steelers to spread them out. That's the one thing the Steelers can do. But you know what, though, with the Steelers, which surprised me with Najee Harris, 19 pass targets last week, but he's averaging 3.1 yards per carry. They've not been able to run the ball. They've tried, but they're not able to run the ball like they thought they should and would be able to under Matt Canada, who was one of the best run game designers in college football. It has not happened under Canada for three weeks. 
to me, the one thing you got to try to do is run on the Packers because you got to keep Aaron Rodgers off the field. I, I'm I'm a little bit surprised that Najee Harris is not done well on the ground here. Well, it's because of that candy ass offensive line the Steelers have. They have no talent. I mean, it's it's a matter of they are all so terrible. I mean, they don't have any studs at all. They don't. You're absolutely right. And and Kevin Colbert, their GM is great, but he's got to do something. To me, next year in the draft, the first three picks must be offensive linemen. I don't think they have a choice in the matter. All right, big game at Foxborough, Gillette, Sunday night. Everybody's talking about it. And late today, Gronkowski downgraded to doubtful. Yeah, so here's the situation with Gronk, right? Gronkowski, they felt all week he would would have a limited practice day and he'd be able to play on Sunday, but probably be listed as questionable. Well, the ribs have not responded. Their listen is doubtful. Now, yes, he's not expected to play, but they have tomorrow's walkthrough. Unless they downgrade him to out, they're going to still give him a chance to play. I doubt that he plays because he's still he's still not right with the ribs because he's got. See, here's the thing: he's got to be cleared medically to play, and if he's not cleared for medically reasons, he can't play. What they'll do is right now: Cameron Brait, who's always been a red zone target, and OJ Howard, the former first round pick out of Alabama, who's been a disappointment, very talented, but he he got hurt last year with the Achilles injury. Those guys will fill in for Gronk. And the other now here's a positive news note for the Buccaneers. JPP, Jason Pierre Paul. The indication earlier this week was that he would not be able to play. Well, he didn't play last week with the shoulder. He didn't practice Wednesday and Thursday. He got some limited work in today. He is questionable. They're giving him a chance to play, and they need him. Their pass rush has been non existent. And the other thing for them is they're really down a corner. Sean Murphy Bunning, one of their starting corners, he's on injured reserve with a dislocated elbow. Jamel Dean, who've been starting for him. He is out. They didn't think he'd be out earlier this week, but he is out with a knee injury. They're going with a couple get backups. Russ Cockrell has been on five teams. And Dean Delaney might have to play. He's more of a special teams corner. They're in trouble. They're absolutely in trouble here. And, and look at it this way, right? I know the passing game with Mac Jones hasn't been great, but you know that Josh McDaniels, the offensive coordinator for the Patriots, is going to scheme something up here. He's going to do something to exploit that secondary. And they're not getting a pass rush. And the, the one thing the Patriots have is, is a very good offensive line. But for the Patriots, James White, who's been the check down, he's their pass catching running back. He's out, who was put on injury reserve with a significant hip injury. And then added today, JC Jackson, one of their starting corners with a knee injury. He was living in today's practice. That's a problem. They're not super deep at corner. Remember, Stefan Gilmore is out. He's on reserve PUP. So that is a problem in this game. There are a lot of key injuries. Injuries do impact matchups. Well, there's no doubt. It sounds like they're the walking wounded and that the world's ending. Yep. But I'll say this much. Antonio Brown's back and Brady's going to yep. throw deep to him and they're going to kick their ass. I agree with you. I, I picked the Bucks all day here. You know it's going to be humiliating for, for Belichick when Brady goes into Gillette and steals one here over the Patriots, for sure. All right, let's talk about some of these games uh, besides yep. those two and what you think. What did you think when you saw that Bills line open up at 17 against uh, the Texans? And, of course, we've seen that team. They look terrible. And we saw the Bills, you know, double up Washington. I mean, they spanked them and put 41 on them. What do you think they'll do to the Texans? Blowout City. Now, this should be a 17 to 20-point blowout here. So that's a big number. Now, the, the Bills have a couple injuries on defense that are worrisome. Teron Johnson, who's one of their starting corners, 
Uh, one of their st- starting offensive linemen, John Feliciano, is a guard. Not terribly bad for them in terms of not being able to win big. They should win big. It's hard, though, to blow out two teams in a row. It's just hard. This is not college football. It's really hard to do that. On paper, I agree with you. The Texans are bad. They should get blown out on the road. They got blown out at home last week. As I told you, what happened against the Panthers. But I agree with you. This should be a blowout. All right, so how do you think the Panthers are going to do undefeated playing at Jerry's World? This is one of my favorite underrated games of the week. The Panthers undefeated. The Cowboys, they won their last two. They blow out Philly at home on Monday night. The thing is, the Cowboys can score. And remember now, J.C. Horn, their best defensive player for the Panthers, he is out. We know uh, he's going to be out most likely for the rest of the season. This is a problem. Uh, With the Cowboys, Dak Prescott playing at an MVP level, that does concern me. The Panthers now go on the road. This is their toughest game of the year by far. They've had a very good schedule. This should, this is one of the best games of the season. There's no question about it. Sam Darnold's played good football. The one thing the Cowboys have, though, they're very aggressive under Dan Quinn. They're no longer playing that Seattle cover three. He's actually playing a lot of man coverage. So I'm interested to see what happens here with D.J. Moore. With Robbie Anderson, who's not done anything, they gave him this $10 million a year extension, and he's really not gone off to a good start here. But remember now, Christian McCaffrey out with a hamstring strain. I'm going to pick the Cowboys here. What's the line of this game, by the way? I did not see the number here. It's four and a half, and uh, obviously uh, Dallas looks terrific when they played at home last week. We'll see what happens. Let me ask you about the Colts. How dangerous are they for the Dolphins in Miami in the sense that they're winless and desperate? Both tackles are out here, actually. Actually, no. Eric Fisher will play at left tackle, but Quentin Nelson, obviously the best offensive lineman, the right tackle, Braid Smith are out. Uh, they've got one of their top three corners are out. That does worry me. The Dolphins had an unbelievably tough loss. The Dolphins will come at home. They will beat Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz of their offensive line, not looking good this game. I'm picking the Dolphins to bounce back and win at home. How about the Browns and Vikings at U.S. Bank in Minneapolis? I thought the Vikings, I, I picked them over Seattle last week at home. They won that game. Do they make it two in a row here and beat Baker Mayfield? This should be a great game. Kevin Stefanski comes home to Minnesota where he goes against his mentor in Mike Zimmer. This should be a great game. Another tight game. This should be a three-point game. I'm going to pick the Browns to win on the road because the problem with the Vikings is not their front seven. It's their secondary. Their secondary's not played well at all this season. And Odell Beckham Jr. looked good last week. He will do well this Sunday at Minnesota. Are you telling me 72 degrees and sunny in Philadelphia as I go to the Eagles game against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs who have not lived up to their lofty 20-0 expectations? Their half-a-billion-dollar quarterback has not been living up to expectations. What happens in Philly on Sunday? With the beautiful weather in the high 70s, the Eagles will lose their third in a row. The Chiefs will bounce back after a tough loss versus the Chargers and They'll get the job done. I know they've not played well at all defensively, but here's the problem. Nick Sirianni, the Eagles head coach, no one can really figure out what he's doing on offense. Miles Sanders does not have a carry till arguably their fourth series. He only had two carries in a game. They're only down by 13 at halftime. After a great week one calling plays, and their defense, by the way, it, it took a powder against the, the Cowboys. The Cowboys absolutely shredded their defense. Just think about Andy Reid coming home to Philly. Patrick Mahomes, he's going to bounce back, so is Andy Reid. They will win by 10 or more at Philly on Sunday. Giants have any chance at all in New Orleans? No, because you know why? 
The Saints defense, so underrated. We need to start talking about their defense more. And the key to Jameis Winston is don't have him throw the ball more than 22, 23 times. They're not letting him throw the ball very much. Their defense is playing lights out. Alvin Kamara is fine at running back. Marquez uh, Callaway doing well at wide receiver. They'll beat the Giants. Giants will have trouble scoring in this game, no question about it. How about the Seahawks and Niners at Levi's? Can the Niners win a home game or lose again? This will be a fun game, but the problem with the Seahawks is they're secondary. They're not playing well defensively at all. The Niners, their, their front is really, really good. This should be a great game. This should be a three-point game. This, you got to think the Seahawks will find a way to, to win this game. I know their defense has not played well. Russell Wilson has not looked as sharp. Uh, they're losing time in possession. Their defense has got to play better, man. They've got to get things going on defense. Ken Norton, the former Niners linebacker, is their defensive coordinator in Seattle. How about the uh, Titans and Jets at MetLife? The Titans out without both of their starting receivers. This worries me, but you don't throw against the Jets. You run against them, and that's what they do here. Derrick Henry will go off at MetLife on Sunday. All right, we'll see you Monday night for the uh, Raiders-Chargers pregame on Coast to Coast. Have a great weekend, Adam. Great job. Thank you. Thank you. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling eBay Motors is here for the ride. Elbow grease and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All 
right, for Elephant time, NBA reaches 95% vaccination rate among players. We already know who the bad guys are. Wiggins, Beal, and Kyrie busted. I mean, just get it done already. Pau Gasol expected to announce his retirement. Quinn Hughes and the Canucks agree on a six-year, $47 million deal. I don't think anyone even knows who that is. Shane Lowry reveals awful abuse his wife received at the Ryder Cup. They were giving her the business. And NWSL, uh, National Women's Soccer League coach, Paul Riley fired amid accusation of sexual coercion. He was luring chicks up into his crib to have sex with them. Bottom line, Shakira attacked by wild boars. I wish I was a wild boar hanging around Shakira. World sexiest athlete, Alicia Schmidt at the Milan Fashion Week after the Olympic disappointment. Who cares about disappointment in the Olympics when you're as hot as that chick is? Jesus Christ, have you seen her? I mean, this chick is smoking hot. I got to get a hold of myself. George Clooney and Brad Pitt reunite for an upcoming thriller for Apple TV+. Plus. Plane evacuated in Boston after passengers carry on. Uh, causes a small fire. Sounds like one of them phones melting again. 18-year-old student brain dead after being shot in the head by a school safety officer. Yeah, sounds real safe. Michigan lottery winner drowns while the winning ticket's still in his wallet. What a way to go. Lindsay Lohan's mom, Dina, plays guilty to drunk driving. She gets 18 days in jail in Long Island. Georgia man armed with a bow and arrow carjacks a woman in Atlanta. Border agents nab a U.S. citizen smuggling 600 grand worth of Rio de Janeiro in his rectum. Can you say that on the TV? Check one, two, check one, two. Disney and Scarlett Johansson settled their lawsuit over Black Widow. Mick Jagger went out drinking in Charlotte. Nobody recognized him. Uh, the suspect in the shooting of David Ortiz was killed in a shooting. McDonald's bring back the McRib. Where's B-Comp when you need him? His favorite sandwich. Indian passenger caught smuggling gold in his butt is now in trouble with the popo. Uh, we'll see you tonight on the bench at 10 East. Game time decisions is next. Enjoy the college and pro football this week, and I'll see you Monday at 4 on Coast to Coast. So long. The Winning Edge is not just a winning sports gaming strategy. It's also the thing that keeps the wife happy and your kids in quiet awe. <laughs> I'm Roman Mars, host of 99% Invisible. I'm excited to be teaming up with Lexus GX and SiriusXM on some very special 99PI episodes. We're heading to some of the cities in the U.S. that have special meaning for me and exploring the ways that these cities marry form and function. To learn more about the Lexus GX and SiriusXM and Lexus vehicles, visit Lexus.com slash GX and SiriusXM.com slash Lexus Trial. The all-new Lexus GX. Live up to it. Check out the 99% Invisible feed now and listen to these special episodes. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash.